Welcome to Digication Scholars Conversations. I'm your host, Jeff Yan. In this episode, you'll hear my conversation with Martin Gaussin, a student at Salt Lake Community College, where he is also the ePortfolio Specialist and Diplomacy Coordinator. More links and information about today's conversation can be found on Digication's Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Full episodes of Digication Scholars Conversations can be found on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Welcome to Digication Scholars Conversations. I'm your host, Jeff Yan. My guest today is Martin Gaussin, a student at Salt Lake Community College, where he is also the ePortfolio Specialist and Diplomacy Coordinator. Martin is currently working towards his degree in political science and international relations. Welcome, Martin. Thank you for having me here, Jen. So I think that uh, I met you. Actually, I well, I, I met you again mm-hmm. uh, in at the ABLE conference just a few weeks ago. But actually, when I first met you, if I remember correctly, it was through a LinkedIn connection. Am I right? <laughs> yes, you're right about that one. I, I noticed you there because it recommended me to you. So I said, well, how about we just connect and see where this goes? And so I think that's the first time we've met in terms yeah, of Yeah, so we connected on LinkedIn mm-hmm. like a while ago, I think. Yeah, I think that was almost half a year ago now. Yeah, yeah. And um, and that's great. And, uh, and then I knew very little about you then. And then I um, came to a presentation uh, by you and um, one of your professors, Lucy, was it Lucy Smith? Uh, Lucy Smith, yes. And, um, and uh, Emily Thompson. Yes. Um, and I know Emily pretty well. I came to her presentation to see what's going on. And then you were also presenting. Yes. Um, and, uh, and that was at uh, ABLE, which, which was, I think it was at towards the end of um july that that's when i when we met Mm -hmm. um and i was so blown away by your presentation and i thought you know it'd be great for for us to 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 chat and for us to learn more about what you do yes so can you tell me um first you have a a very interesting title in addition to being you know a student at salt lake community Mm -hmm. college you're an e-portfolio specialist and a diplomacy coordinator. Yes. Can you tell me a little bit more about this and what does this mean and what do you do? So first off with the specialist portion of it, it's just it's a position where you assist both faculty and staff with their portfolios. Right now it's education because our program is focused on a reflection of students and faculty. So that's how faculty get their tenures through education e-portfolio and so on. But with the diplomacy aspect of it, it's something new that I've been working on for a few years. And it's basically to present e-portfolios to a wider audience. And so we do do this through tabling efforts and also through connections and conversations. And so that's why we're trying to get e-portfolios to be seen more as a tool and not much as a burden to students and faculty. And so it's just more presenting a better image and working with our community on that. That's a that's a big job. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so so you must come across 
lots and lots of students and faculty members around. How many, how many people work on this? Is it just you or are there other students as well? So right now it's just me because it's still in its infancy. Tomorrow we have a tabling event at the Mexican consulate here in our state. Um, but hopefully we can add more specialists on board because it's also something that we think is of importance to our job and to our college and community. That's really impressive. And can you tell me a little bit, I mean, so since you are the specialist and the dip- diplomacy coordinator, how, what, what exactly do you, what do you tell the faculty members who's coming to you and say, I want to use portfolios? What do you tell them? What do you tell them? What it is? What is it? So whenever we, t- we always get that question, why do I have to do this? It's too much work or um, what's the <laughs> purpose? We always tell them that right. the future's going to be all technology-based. Everything uses websites. It's highest paying jobs. But we also focus on the aspect of, well, there's a benefit to you. You learn new tools and new ways in order so you can get a head start on your education, the economy, and your employment. As I mentioned before, um, faculty need to make an e-portfolio so they could get tenure and, and get their position. So we say, yeah, you may hate it, but think of the benefit. And so that's kind of where we stand. But we, we work we work on it to ensure that everyone gets it done. So how do you think, what are some of the things that you you can see? If you have a magic wand, what are the things that will make it um an enjoyable learning tool. I think that's kind of what you were saying is a, is a tool more than more than just presenting your work, right? Yes. So the way we do that is that the college has a focus on your entire time here at the college. So not just course by course, it goes through the entire length. And so what we do is that we make sure that each course has a reflection of them as well as their final assignment to show their progression as a student to say, hey, I may have started in a really bad place at the beginning of the semester, but look at how I've grown or what have I struggled with? What have I learned? And we also work on inclusiveness and welcoming atmosphere with our offices as well. So we've kind of rebranded everything again so that everyone feels kind of welcome to come into our offices and work on things besides the portfolio. So that way we get a better um, presentation of ourselves. So that's one way of how I think that it's been going a lot more smoother than it was before. You know, that's so interesting because, you know, uh, one of the, one of the sort of popular um, goals and learning goals that, you know, and, 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 and also hopefully the results that people get out of using portfolios is this idea of integrative learning, you know, yes, being able to, to make connections between the different things that you do in life. But mm-hmm. that reflects itself to your job and your approach as well. Yes. So you're also saying we want to be a more integrative office when people come yes. in to, to work with us. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not siloed into, all right, you step through this door, you're doing portfolio only. But it could be a lot of other things that they might be trying to do, right? Yeah, and, and that's the thing that we've been working a lot on. So Salt Lake Community College has the, the premier e-portfolio program, I think, here in the West or in the whole United States because we started really early in the early 2000s, and then we were implemented officially in 2010. So we've had a lot of time, but we've never really broken out of the shell of being a really diverse tool, more so just you have to do it because you have to do it. You still have to do it, but 
we also want to offer a bit more flexibility, also welcoming atmosphere and showing that you can get a strong foothold of the future when you learn these abilities and tools. And that's kind of how I started off with my own websites. I first started with education and I jumped around with other sites and that's how I've helped other organizations make their own websites. And so I think there's a strong benefit. Yeah, that's, it's, it's amazing. I'm, I'm glad. Can you tell me a little bit about other websites that you've made since? Uh, yeah. So the ones I've done, I've done one for a local religious society here, which is the Society of Bosniaks here in Utah. I, they were my first actually website that I made officially and it's still up right now. It's bosniakutah.org. That's my first one. And then the second one I have is one for uh, a sports bar actually that I've been working on, which is, um, it's been going pretty well actually, but I think I learned a lot through my time with Digication. Um, it's been really good. And so right now I'm almost finished with that second website because I've used some more tools. And I'm excited <laughs> for that update that you're rolling out. And so for the point after bar that I've been working on, I use a lot of the emphasis that Digication focuses on. So a more linear guide, but also of more complex attributes to it. And so those are two of the major ones I've done so far. But I've also just been doing smaller things around too. Yeah, well, congratulations. I mean, it's um, from what I I I have heard from um, from our mutual friend Emily Thompson, who <laughs> who's uh, who who also is from Salt Lake. Um, she had said that you've worked on a lot of different templates and and helped out so many people, you yeah. know, with with that work as well. Mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you a little bit about, I want to sort of veer off from portfolios to a little bit of, you know, who you are and, you know, you're doing political science and international relations. You already talked about, you know, sort of, you know, this, you know, the idea of you, you know, working in, in the community, right? Um, what are some of, like, g- give me a glimpse of what a, um, uh, a, what a what a modern college student's life looks like. Um, you are, um, um, you know, hoping to get your degree. What are some of your passion and what are you trying? What are you trying to to achieve? In terms of passions, I'd say that I really enjoy history. I love reading. I love following up with politics and what's in the news. Although it's not really much of a modern sense of view, you might, some people <laughs> might argue it's a pretty old fashioned way of seeing things, but I'm always interested in what's going on in my community and in my state and in my country, because I think it's important because what affects us as a whole community will affect us as an individual. So that's why I focus so much on community, because I think that we're strong as individuals, but we're also stronger as a community. So I think, like to work on things that I think I'm passionate about and what might attribute to greater change. And so that's important to me. That's, that's very well said. And by the way, don't take that for granted. And I will give, let you in on, um, you know, on a little, some, some little bit of history that I've seen as well. I'm a little bit older than you. And, and um, when I was in college, I would say when I was your age, certainly there are people who are um, interested in community building and 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 
and, and being in off service, you know, to the community. Uh, but the, I would say that, you know, just observing what a lot of young folks like yourself is doing, you, you might be the generation who's doing a lot more than, than previous generations. So you were saying that, you were saying that, well, it's not that new. I guess I look at the news, etc. I got to tell you that when I was your age, um, I was probably not looking at the news nearly as much. Um, and I don't want to say that, I don't want to say that there was nothing happening, but it just felt like that it was none of our business. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think that, you know, in the last, you know, in recent, you know, the uh, recent political history has, has been very dramatic um, and has, um, has created a lot more, um, is very, you know, it, it, there's a lot of divides between different tribes, mm-hmm. a lot of divisions between, you know, d- different, different tribes of, of beliefs and, and, um, and that, that might have, um, created more of a sense of urgency for someone like yourself who feels like, Hey, listen, I gotta, I gotta put, I put some effort into doing this because mm-hmm. it impacts our community and impacts me. Right. Yes. Right now, everything's so divided. So we must remember that despite divisions and despite what we might consider to be irrevocable differences, I still think that as individuals and as people, we can still come together, even if it's the most minute thing that we can think of. I still think that we're better than what we're portrayed as. And so we should embrace that. That's really, that's so wise. That's so smart of you to to know that. Um because it sometimes does feel a little bit like um, almost like supporting a sports team, but blindly, you know, yes. like, um, and that, that tribalism is, 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 um, is, it could, could be quite toxic because you may not even believe in everything that, mm-hmm. you know, that, that goes on in this tribe, but because you're in that tribe, you, you feel, you feel the obligation. Yeah. Um, so, I know that you had, um, what I wanted to try to get a sense of is some of the things that um, you probably worked on in sort of e-portfolio, you know, you, I think that you had um, in your presentation talked about like reflection. Um, How does that, first of all, do you want to tell us a little bit about about that presentation that you did, I mean, it was great to see one of the, you know a student coming in to present at at Able, um, at, which is a annual conference um, for uh, e-portfolio professionals. And so seeing you there, you know, was great. You want to just give us a, a really short sort of um, summary of the kind of things that you talked about? Yeah. So. It focused a lot on what we're talking about today, but also about the aspect of reflection. And so for us over here at SLCC, our main focus is on reflection and on personal development. And so what we like to focus on is seeing how as a student or as a faculty member, you can grow and achieve more than what you set out for yourself. And so I also focused on a lot as to how you can use your e-portfolio as a means of change within your community and change between yourself and your institution. And so I think that's more of a nutshell version as to what I talked about, but 
I think that's the main essence of it. And so that's why we focus a lot about on the portfolio is just what you can do differently and how you can grow. That it's, I, I love that. Have you felt like that um, you've seen that happen in it with the students that you work with or faculty members that you work with? I think there's been the, the growth in positivity. It's still not a hundred percent because uh-huh. there's lots of people who consider it to be extra work, but mm-hmm. we've seen a more a decline in that because we've made it so intuitive within each course that requires and the ones that don't require it, such as updating templates and making new ones and also making them accessible in different languages. And so I think there's been a positive shift, but there's still a lot more to work on still. I love that. Can you give me, um, I wanted to, to, to get a little, some examples of, you know, what, what's, what students will, will do that. What, what, what are some examples of um, an interaction with students that had made you felt like, you know, what you've done has, has made a positive impact in their lives? Yeah. So typically students may come in here rushing and panting because they're saying, <laughs> oh my gosh, I have to submit an assignment and I don't know how. And so we assist them real quickly as fast as we can to ensure they could jump into their class before they have to turn it in. And so I think that after they're finished, they tend to say, oh my gosh, thank you. You're a lifesaver. Sometimes they've given us letters, anonymous letters saying thank wow. you and things like that. And so I've noticed that it wasn't that common before, but now it's a lot more common seeing how that shift has occurred. And so I think that's a really good indicator as to what we've done differently and how we've improved. That's that's really great. Now for yourself, I mean, you, you've you talked very eloquently about reflection and thinking about it as ways to grow and make changes. Um, have you noticed how you've grown and are making changes in your own life? I'd say I have. So when I first started my education e-portfolio, I kind of tossed it aside a little bit because I just said, well, what's the purpose of this? I don't see any need for it besides it being a mandated requirement. But when I saw an opening for the position here at our e-portfolio department, I started working on it and I started to see the intricacies of it and how I can use it for each of my classes and how it allowed me to reflect on my struggles, what I've done better, what I do outside of my class. And so with how we update the templates, we've also made sure that your outside of life reflection also carries weight with your own in the class sessions. And so I've noticed major change into how I perceive my college experience here. And I think it's for the better, you know, because sometimes college is very stressful for people. And so I think it's a good way of venting your frustrations or your fears and such. And so I think it's a good change of pace in that. I love that. It's, there's one part of it, that very last part of what you said is so authentic to me because sometimes I think that students are sort of under this impression the portfolio has to be the most polished sort of best self. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it's also just, you know, a, 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 a sort of a space you can set aside that you can grow, you know? Yeah. Um, and that reflection sometimes may not look that, um, may not look that polished. It may not be intended for everyone to 
to see and then realize that you had to break through. But yeah. what matters is that you had that breakthrough, right? Mm -hmm. And that's what we, as I say, we like to focus on that. And it also helps students financially since we offer a scholarship every, I believe every fall semester. And then now we're also doing a book waiver every month for students who present certain intricacies of their e-portfolio, such as reflections or coursework and the such. And so what we just think it's important for students to also get a benefit mm -hmm. besides the educational aspect of it and to also get a assistance. That's really that. amazing that Salt Lake Community College has done that. You know, mm -hmm. you've got some amazing leadership um, at, um, at Salt Lake um, who have fought, you know, just fiercely at at making it a, a positive impact for the students. And yeah. I, I kind of feel like that there are, you know, one of the things that people um, tell me and also statistically shown, at least nationally, that many students don't complete their degree in community colleges. Mm -hmm. Many students don't complete their degree in many colleges anyway, but in community colleges, it's especially difficult and I'm sure you see that, you know, you have classmates, I'm sure, who who may have multiple jobs, who may have other yeah. obligations, and, you know, it is not easy. Mm -hmm. um, I hope, I, I, I often hope that sometimes that, you know, you are sort of asked to, made to, encouraged to, you know, do your portfolio, but at the end of the day, maybe you get something out of it that makes you feel like this is worth pursuing you know yeah because with us over here you get a wide variety of people from different backgrounds and struggles and so i've seen students here that were formerly homeless or working multiple jobs or working from alaska i had a student before coming from alaska with struggles from his e-portfolio and so it also allows you to see what can i do better as a specialist and what can i do better as a student and as a member of my city and of my state because what they're struggling you can't be surprised that one day you might experience it yourself or you might see more people who have to go through that and so i think that although ePortfolio is really complex to i'd say in the not really true sense in terms of complexity but in the more honest sense is that it allows us to see what students may be going through and what we can maybe do to assist them or lead them to assistance you know, I think that's amazing you said that because one of the, one of the, I think one of the hypotheses, you know, that all of us that want to do portfolios and feel like that it's something that's going to be a positive change to the world is that it provides a space for people to express themselves authentically. And, and perhaps it is that is exactly why you're seeing that because you're the one who's helping people with their work and through doing that work you see the struggle you get to see that and and here's the thing you know before they had you know unless they have a space to get that to to express that how would anyone know how would anyone know that and how can anyone even help them yes and that's why well, here we do it in the sense that you introduce yourself, and so you write about what you've gone through in life. Maybe you got married, maybe you had a divorce, maybe you recently graduated high school. You insert that into your e-portfolio, and so 
when your professor has to see it for the grade that he has to give you for that or them, they get to know you better because with college, it's a lot difficult nowadays to actually build connections with professors because you can do it online or mm -hmm. in person or a hybrid. But with this, it allows you to create a connection with a professor and maybe then you can feel comfortable with each other. Maybe you can do a lunch one day, who knows? And so that's how we like to focus on the more open-ended version of our ePortfolios. So that way anyone can get a chance to kind of succeed and get to know one another. That's amazing. And actually, I think there is even a, another sort of side benefit too. When students get to see one another and their stories and the struggles, but also maybe the successes, you know, how they overcome them, etc., gives you a better idea of who you want to be and how you can make a positive change in the world. Yeah. Because that's how you see the world, right? I actually find that people who haven't had that experience, sometimes you pick a major and you may not know what, what it really means to be in that major. I mean, take your major, political science and international relations, you know, like what you were saying about, you know, having met people, maybe try to help people who have been homeless before or may have had other struggles in their lives allows you to not only study political science in this abstract, you know, idealistic way of here are the five bullet points I should consider, you know, you can you can very easily take that and say, would this have helped that person, you know, in their lives, right? Yes, because academia and academics is, are something that we tend to see as maybe very distant or very, um, that's the better word, kind of like a very, they're higher up than us. We're yeah, here they're the kind bottom. of removed they're from up. reality. They, yeah, removed from like, reality. Like they, they, they're exempt from all of the <laughs> troubles in the world because the book says that these are the ideal ways of how it's supposed to work. <laughs> yes. Right. And so I think that's the thing that people tend to not really see with a community college. They tend to see community college as being maybe um, lower class or maybe not really a university whatsoever. But for us here, and I think that's why we've had such success with our own college here is that people tend to recognize us as a stepping stone. You know, anyone can do it. And then you can go on ahead and pursue your majors at a four-year institution. But I, we think it's important to see um, commonality with the common man, woman, and that, you know, we're e-portfolio, but we can help you with other things as well besides just being very distant, very sterile. Yeah. Well, and, and actually, I do think that there is something about um, – the very nature of community college where it's open enrollment, it accepts everyone. Um, and so you just by definition get all, all the people from with all different backgrounds and all yeah. different stories coming in. And that itself actually is a learn as provides a learning experience that you just, you actually can't get anywhere, but in a community college. Yeah. They're so centered within the community that it's hard not to meet someone that's not the same as you. 
Yeah. Everyone has their own experiences. And I think that's something that's really important nowadays. Yeah. And there's also a great benefit to it too. I mean, I have a, <laughs> my college gives us a, a Photoshop license. And so I've been using that nonstop. <laughs> so I think that's a yeah. okay benefit for me. And I will say that, you know, I mean, look, cost itself is a, is a huge deal too, isn't it? I mean, like yes. going to a many four-year colleges, if you only need to pay for tuition for two out of those four years at, a, at that, at the, at the higher level and where you can pay either very little or relatively small amount and sometimes yes. in some states it's free, you know, depending mm -hmm. on, you know, sort of the, you know, where you are. Um, it's, um, it, it, it starts you off in a, in a really completely different position. Yes. Um, you know, student loans and all that mm -hmm. stuff. Like, I mean, these are real, real issues. You know, we can't just ignore it. It's not conceptual. <laughs> yeah, it's not conceptual, but because I was accepted to a four-year institution, but the cost of one class at a four-year institution compared to a community college class is almost two times the price. And so I just mm -hmm. thought, why not? complete the courses I'm going to have to take either way as a four-year institution, do them here, and then do what I'm going to focus on my career at a four-year institution. And so that's the way I just divvied up my finances. It's not cheap either way, but it still creates a safety net. And I think that's something that's yeah. important to recognize. Yeah. And I must say that, you know, aside from this sort of nature of being in just such a diverse community in, mm -hmm. in a community college. And that's, that's just something that you can't manufacture elsewhere, which is yeah. in a way, by the way, I feel like that it's manufactured that you get the diversity, which I think is yes. just awesome. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that at the same time, one thing that I have found out and, and honestly, I only found out because I've worked with so many community colleges, it's the quality of the professors. Mm -hmm. I think that they are amazing. Yes. They are the kind of professors whom at least so many that I work with are, I feel like, oh, wow, this seems like the kind of professors, one in a million, they're going to change someone's life. And but then I keep meeting more and more of them, so it's no longer one in a million. It's like every one of them are like this. Yeah. Um, so that's uh, that. By the way, can't be is not the same. I don't think is in uh, as in many other in uh, in many of the four year colleges. I must you know I must say that it's it's really you know I'm starting to see some of the differences because a lot of the professors in many community colleges they are there with just a very sole focus in helping students. Yes. Um, it wasn't to, because they need to get published or because they wanted the, the ego or the prestige, you know, it was, it was very sort of decidedly, no, I'm here because I wanted to help, you know, people. Yeah. And for some of the professors I've graduated with, I, I'm still in conversation and communication with them because yeah. They have their prestige. I mean, they graduated from their institutions, yeah. but they're still willing to talk to you and work with you on other issues that you may have or questions that you have. And so I think there's a lot more, well, from what I've seen, a lot more communication and just willingness to learn and discuss with you. And I think that's really been helpful and valuable. I'm a big fan. Um, 
I think that there's also something that I feel like has been um, fundamentally have, has changed my life when I, you know, experienced, uh, you know, the, the education experience that I had, you know, the, I, I felt like that when I was a young um, child, I used to live in Hong Kong and the education system there was um, sort of, if there was a, a continuum of, you know, extreme amount of content acquisition to just learning to be someone who knows how to learn, you know, Hong Kong was all the way to the other side of it, which is, you know, no reflections, no nothing. You need to memorize everything. And our exams were literally to test whether we memorized a really thick book. Yeah. Um, And that was it. If you memorized it, you get a hundred. If you don't memorize it, you get a zero. It's, it's very sort of cut and dry. And for me, I think that um, when I when I experienced, you know, what was in sort of this art and design school, was that they're like, we we don't have anything for you to memorize. We we don't have anything that we even want you to specifically that says this is a bunch of facts that you have to learn. Meaning, you must put this red thing next to the right to the to the blue thing. Right. There is no such thing. They're like, no, do whatever you want. We don't even know the answer. You're going to create something and we'll talk about it. And and so for us, it was all about, you know, coming up with a process to deal with the world. Mm -hmm. Um, And you kind of, you know, spend four years, keep trying to refine that and figuring out how you see the world in your own perspectives. And so. um, So that for me was a big change. I didn't expect that to be applicable to the world until I started to talk to all these other people in different disciplines, right? Yeah. In the STEM field, in all kinds of fields that says, no, we don't want to keep teaching content either. You know, there's, a, a, first of all, there's an infinite amount of content that you can yeah. teach. There is no way to learn it all. There is, of course, sort of post-Google world you can kind of get access to a lot of that content as well. It's different. Knowing the content beforehand and having to look it up is different, I think. But the privilege of being able to look it up very easily does give you know, rise to a different tip to balance a little bit. You know, you kind of don't have to know all the content up front and you you actually still you 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 still you 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 still didn't lose the advantage because you actually can look it up fairly easily and then if you are smart and you can figure out how to process the information um actually that's what's even more important you know and so that's what i saw how what do you think about that do you see that in your life i think i do right now we're at the crossroads i'd say mm-hmm. in which these big decisions are going to have to be made because I remember um, using Windows 98 first, because I was born in the 2000s, but that was our first computer that we had. And so just seeing how there's so much information that one can learn, but you don't have, but there's a lack of time that you can teach it. And so I think that that's going to be the debate that's going to occur, I think, sooner rather than later. And just seeing how this traditional sense of education has shifted into this more technological sense, I think will be different because as you mentioned, you were born in Hong Kong, correct? Yeah. British Hong Kong. 
Yes, it was yeah. before. It was before. The yeah, the handover. Yeah, and so you could you could see how the system of education there was a lot different as to is now here in the U.S. There's been this major transformative shift, and so I think that this is going to be something we're going to have to look at. And I think that your position is clear and is, I think, very informed as to what it could be. Yeah. And sometimes I think it, it is those kind of real life experience though, right? Because I think that what you were saying before that really sort of struck me is that you get to work with students from all walks of life and you take that and you see it and then you you see the difference. By the way, that's what diversity look, looks like mm-hmm. is by having experienced these different things and and it hits you like, oh, that's real, you know? You didn't just abstractly sort of hear about it on TV or, you know, read about it in a book. It's like you see a real yeah. human being and they're like, this is actually what it really looks like. And you go, you internalize it in, in sort of like in a different in a different part of your brain, you know? And and I felt that that was, you know, for me, what was the what was really stark as a as a, someone who went through these different education systems is is the is is the difference between them, um, yes. and and so um, so maybe I more than other people would value this freedom of being able to go shake yourself away from content is not something that I take for granted because that was you know for my first 13, 14 years of my life, that was that was my only reality, you know? Yeah, and I think that education, I, th- I think, provides a good, I'd say, stepping stone as to what we can do with education and how we can shift this paradigm and ensure that every student is successful, and not only students, but also families and their educators as well, because everything goes in the circular shape of one of those portions of the circle is to fall out. It's not really a circle anymore. It's just a flimsy old wheel, I'd say. And so I think that I think we're heading in a good place in terms of where this shift will be going through. Well, I'm glad you think so. So um, let me ask you, um, ask you this. You are um, going into um, what, what? How many? How many more semesters do you have left at Salt Lake? I think only mainly one. And then what's uh, what's next for you? What's what's the plan? Well, I hope to shift over to a four year institution and also maybe cement my job either here or elsewhere. But I think that this has been, I think, e portfolios as a whole have been really beneficial to what I've been doing for a long time because now I can't even go to a a government information site without saying, hmm, let me look at their website. Is it a good website or is it a bad website? And so I think it's become something important to me now. And so I hope to still be able to develop it and also work with people to ensure that it becomes something stable and useful. Well, listen, your passion and your... Um just your willingness to put so much effort and so much um, so much thoughts into into what you do um, is just unbelievably impressive. Um, I, um, I I can't wait to see what you do 
as you finish up at Salt Lake and um, I have a feeling that we'll um, we'll try to continue to follow your your paths and and, and see where you go from here. Uh, but what feels um, certain is that um, you have um, developed such a strong passion of you know um, helping people and understanding you know um, understanding people's struggles. Um, that uh, I hope that that will um, play an important role as you become, you know, um, go into your next, you know, study in political science and international relations and, and beyond. And uh, it, I must say that it feels good to speak with people whom I feel um, that, you know, these are people who are going to be in charge of the world at some point and and that you know we, we it feels like we're in good hands and that's because of um you know the type of education that a school like Salt Lake Community College is providing so um kudos to to you and and to Salt Lake Community College thank you and I also have to give you kudos as well for such a tremendous history of education and development well, I'm sure that we'll continue to work together for 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 a while still. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, and uh, I appreciate you being here uh, with us today, uh, Martin. And uh, looking forward to um, to uh, your next chapter and keep us posted. Okay. Yeah, of course. Thank you very much for having me on here. All right. Well, take care. Right, you as well. This concludes our conversation. To hear our next episode. Be sure to subscribe to Digication Scholars Conversations on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. The Digication Scholars Conversation series is brought to you by Digication, a technology platform powering the most innovative e-portfolio programs in K-12 and higher education. Our website can be found at digication.com. If you enjoyed today's conversation, please like, subscribe, and share with a friend. Thanks for tuning in.